This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of July 13, 2020. This week, we published two important MMWR reports related to the use of cloth face coverings to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Reports in this week's issue also looked at characteristics of people who died with COVID-19, symptom profiles of people with COVID-19, and results of a Sentinel surveillance project in New York City. A report published on Tuesday, July 14th, detailed an investigation of a Missouri hair salon where two hairstylists developed COVID-19 symptoms. They continued working, exposing 139 clients before testing positive for the disease. The local health department conducted contact tracing for all 139 exposed clients. The clients were asked to self-quarantine for 14 days. Each had daily follow-up to inquire about signs or symptoms of infection. Not a single client reported symptoms of COVID-19. In addition, amongst the 67 clients who opted to be tested for COVID-19, all tests were negative. Thus, none of the 139 clients are known to have become infected. Among the four close contacts of the first stylist who became sick, all developed symptoms and had positive test results for SARS-CoV-2. The stylist and clients adhered to the city's and company's policies regarding the use of face coverings for both employees and clients while inside the salon. Following these policies likely helped prevent the transmission of COVID-19. These findings underscore why wearing a cloth face covering consistently and correctly is key to preventing spread of COVID-19. In a second report published on Tuesday, July 14th, CDC researchers provided results from a survey conducted shortly after the White House Coronavirus Task Force and CDC recommended people wear a cloth face covering when in public. Results of the survey showed rates of high use of cloth face coverings immediately following the April 3rd announcement. Rates of wearing these continue to increase one month later. In both April and May, use of face cloth coverings was lowest among white, non-Hispanic participants. Factors associated with the use of cloth face coverings included positive attitudes towards cloth face coverings, social support for using them, and ease and ability to wear them. These two reports provide critical insight to help inform efforts to increase the consistent and correct use of cloth face coverings as people go about their daily life and interact with others. 
A report published on Friday, July 10, provided better understanding of characteristics of people who died with COVID-19. CDC examined supplementary data about more than 10,000 COVID deaths that occurred between mid-February and mid-May. Consistent with previously published data, the authors found that most of the reported deaths were in people 65 years or older, and most had underlying medical conditions. What is new in this report is a description of differences by race and ethnicity. The median age at death for Hispanic people was 71 years. For all non-white, non-Hispanic people, it was 72 years. And for whites, it was 81 years. Again, that is 71 years, 72 years, and 81 years. Thus, people in racial and ethnic minorities died about 10 years younger than their white counterparts. These findings highlight why it's important to gain a better understanding of the factors contributing to differences in deaths by race and ethnicity. Two additional reports were published on Thursday, July 16th. One highlights that to promptly identify patients with COVID-19, clinicians and public health professionals should be aware of the broad range of symptoms beyond fever, cough, and shortness of breath that COVID-19 can cause. The second report, based on sentinel surveillance data and genetic sequencing from New York City in March 2020, found likely introductions of SARS-CoV-2 to New York City from Europe, from other U.S. locations, and local introductions from within New York. In addition, data suggests that many COVID-19 cases went undetected in New York City during March, likely due to limited testing availability and strict testing criteria early in the pandemic. These findings highlight that jurisdictions should leverage existing or new infrastructure to establish sentinel surveillance and specimen sequencing in preparation for a subsequent wave in the COVID-19 pandemic and for future outbreaks. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to CDC dot gov slash mmwr and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast at cdc.gov slash mmwr podcast. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.